Hello and welcome to another episode of Lore Council, the podcast from Shield Wall Productions where we talk about everything and anything background lore related. If it's fluffy, we talk about it. Story related, we talk about it. And it's been a while since we've done this one. And on this episode, we have myself, John, and... Jacob. Yes, and it is a... In addition to this is first Lore Council in presumably a while whenever this goes up, it is also a very special episode because we are finally talking about a topic that is near and dear to... Both mine and Jacob's hearts. Ah, and we got rid of the heretic for an episode. Well, he wouldn't have much to contribute. <laughs> well, he might because he knows lore, but he, we'll, we'll keep on the rails a bit more with this because he won't try, be trying to intervene and spout heresy because we will be talking about the glorious golden light that is the god emperor of mankind. As I make the sign of the Aquila. Yes, and I'm sure there's plenty of heretics listening who are probably about to tune out, but <laughs> may I remind you? Know thy enemy. Very yeah. true. And, you know, Xena's probably going to appreciate a good story. Eldar players listening in just like, all right, let's see what these monkeys have to say. Tao is just making sure to stand 10 feet away from the radio so it doesn't get into close combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the Emperor. Uh, he protects. He protects. And he's been protecting for a bit of a long time, but he's been around even longer. Yep. Technically speaking. The technical lore has him being born in modern day, well, he was born in Antolia, or modern day Turkey, 10,000 BC. Sounds about right. When a bunch of psychers got together and, well, shamans got together and they're like, well. We are extremely powerful. We are extremely powerful. What hum- if? Human- guys, bear with me on this one. Humanity's going to be fucked because. We've looked into the future. We've looked into the future. Because we can. What if? Now, guys, listen, listen, listen. I got a crazy idea, but you're going to, you know, bear with me on this one. You know, I'm going to, you'll understand this reference in several tens of thousand years. I'm going to take you to Mordor and bring you right back to the Shire. Just hang on. We, we all looked at the future and we all saw 4chan. And we're, uh, well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're heavily considering, you know, just, uh, and heroing. Or, uh, you know, killing all of ourselves together, ritualistically, of course, and making a Big-ass fucking protector for humanity. By melding all of our souls into one. Exactly. One mega soul. We're going to be... We're going to Voltron this one. <laughs> In probably the most, like, colossally galaxy-shaping way possible. But it's going to be a bit of a long play, because humanity's got some teething problems to get through. And also, you know, technologically speaking, there's a few steps ahead. But we will... When we do that, watch and wait and guide from the shadows. And then when it is our time emerge and guide humanity towards our birthright, which is the conquest and rule of the galaxy. To which the other psychos were just like, well, we all saw the same thing, and I mean, we don't have really any other ideas beyond that, so let's go with it. Suicide Pact. An oldie, but a, well, not an oldie, but a classic. There there was a lot of them. It never specifically says I believe it was. I believe it was 12. 12? 12, 12, and the thirteenth actually abstained. Okay. Um, because he had to be the one, you know, practicing, you know, orchestrating it. If we all kill ourselves, who's gonna say the uh, the spells? Kind of. He's like, well, we need someone to read the instructions. Uh, I mean, you you could have like we need someone to put. We're gonna become the pieces to the IKEA cabinet, mm-hmm. but we need someone to put it together. Yeah, and and there was just less Kool Aid drinking this time. Yeah, like we didn't. We didn't portion this out properly. There's only enough for the 12 of us. But anyway. They, they all put on the tinfoil hats. 
realized that they didn't. They should have gone with the value pack of tinfoil. Yeah. But so they had twelve. They had to run again to ye old Costco's. Right. Anyway, so the twelve of them go ahead and just bite the big, bite the big one together, meld themselves. Well, the thirteenth is just like, all right, I'll, I'll just stay here then, shall I? And indeed he did, and end up. He, like, he's probably saying they're like, haha, suckers. And he's, these, and then. It's like, well, shit, there goes everyone I had to talk to that I could talk on my level. Fuck. Well, they'll be back. Indeed, they were. Emerged as. they did, As the Emperor, who apparently does have a human name. He does have a proper yes, human name. Nobody knows it. Because if he wanted them to, he would tell them. Yeah. It is not important. And also, the Emperor understands that names have power. He also wasn't born that instant. There's a little while. That's why I said I'll just wait then. And uh, he was born from his mother. Naturally speaking, yes. Yes. Um, He just kind of, hey, that's a a slot that's ready for a human soul. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Takes takes child's soul, drop kicks it through the warp. (laughs) Sweeps it under the I'll be taking this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm better anyway. <laughs> like, listen, I know you had great aspirations, but... Probably just picks it up and eats it. He just, no, he GTAs. He GTA 4 this. I need this! Just jacks the... the Throws yeah. him out. Yeah, anyway. Emperor and, shows up. Yeah. And there's kind of... It's in the shadows. There, there's not a lot known about him. Yeah. From the lore, um, they... they not say, a whole... There's not a whole lot of early life in the Emperor's yeah. Wikipedia page. It's it's believed he kind of stayed in the shadows. And, I mean, if you know the lore about the Emperor, whenever you see him, he always comes in a form that's that raises your spirits. Yes. What, whenever you see him, you see the hope for humanity. Yes. Unless he's pissed. Yeah. In which case, you are more terrified of anything than you will ever be, ever. Exactly. Like, holy fuckballs, I have just shit my colon out several times over. Mm-hmm. And so it's believed that the Emperor was there through every point humanity almost faltered and killed ourselves. Mm-hmm. And he and just dialed it back a little bit. Just, like, just no. dialed it back. Just like, guys, guys. Because if you actually look at 40K, um, it follows our world's timeline. It's just in the far future. Yeah, so things have a bit wonky names because it's about, well, even 30K is still 30,000 years hence from this, as of this recording, regardless of when mm-hmm. this goes up. Like... This, this is going to be an this FTC. Is this is Millennium 2. They're in 30th. So someone here, make a flash drive, kind of seal it in concrete, and throw it somewhere, and there will be an Adeptus Mechanicus adept who uh, is pretty excited to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Shield wall shapes the future of mankind. What could possibly go wrong? It's going to be an Adeptus Mechanicus. Just this episode, guys. Whoever, whoever's doing that, just this episode, not the rest of the Shield Wall back catalog, because that's uh, that's and how... They're going to use it as proof that the God Emperor has always been known about. Yeah, let's go with They're going to be like, Lore Council. I have no clue what that is, but these guys these guys saw the truth. We're going be, to become sanctified in the 41st millennium. Awesome. Nice. Again, and for that reason, don't don't include the rest of our of Shieldwalk back catalog. No, that not at all. Because then we won't be sanctified. We will end up being heretics. We'll be forgotten about more than some of the. They'll, they'll just write over. We'll be more forgotten about and unknown about than the lost Primarchs. Yeah, and yeah. So anyway, the lost what? Uh, anyway, Emperor kind of so. It's in the wings. And, and this is my side, you know. I, I think every time, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, the Emperor is just standing there and he's like, guys, don't do this. Uh, we, we have a little bit to hope for. And then anytime they, you know, when they stop, you know, when things are really, like, 
at the brink, like not even two minutes, like 30 seconds. And he's just like, Oi! Focus! And everyone's like, okay. Yeah. And... You know, it sort there, of works out. There's there's a part of me that's inclined to just be like, okay, you know, uh, it's uh, just the you know the emperor made sure uh, we didn't uh, nuke everywhere, right? Because that's Again. that's really the only explanation I can mm-hmm. actually think. Right. Yeah, because there is some stuff just like, so what kind of Deus Ex Machina bullshit happened to save humanity from the brink that time? Some or the, that time. Some or of that the greatest time. stories you'd never believe, but they're actually true. It seems like in a lot of history. Yeah, it turns out the Emperor's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just... Anyway, get to... You know. Fast forward a little bit, and Emperor's waiting in the wings. Humanity starts colonizing the stars. No warp travel yet. No warp travel. Manages to colonize a bit of the solar system. Our solar system. Mars. Mars is a big one. Mars. The moons of Mars. Mm-hmm. The moon itself. Colonizes, you know, things as it will. Then the Age of Strife happens. Where just a fuckload of warp storms happen. Psychers run rampant, and just generally ruin everything along with xenos who you know humanity colon- human, human colonies are cut off and humanity at this point is flung throughout the stars yeah and this is a big beyond part our solar system where humanity begins to fear and hate the psyker yes because up until that point you'd have a couple psychers here and there they'd be you know like they'd be the they'd range from ones. like mild nuisances to like okay burn the witch exactly they went from people like uh, Rasputin to, uh, to like, holy shit, that dude just turned into a demon on my morning commute. Right. So, and that's when a lot of the witch hunts started to happen. At, yeah, before the Age of Strife. Yeah. Age of Strife happens, psychers run ramp, because they used to only happen every now and then. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, enough to be, you know, new since people be aware of them. Age of Strife happens, and they're just running rampant, and they become these absolute horrendous tyrants because no one can oppose them because everything mm-hmm. is just cut off. Every, it's every planet for itself. Yeah. What planets survive under the Psychic's rule either become enslaved to them or they're enslaved by Xenos, and if they don't, ghost worlds. Yeah. Total ghost town on a, on a planetary scale. Emperor bides his time because same shit's going down on Earth. Mm-hmm. Technology is all but forgotten about how to work it in terms of just raw technical knowledge. It's become its own supernatural, like, like... It's become the age of the psyker. Age of the psyker, and technology isn't understood the way it is anymore. It's seen as a... Everyone got rid of Facebook and went to Mindbook. <laughs> yeah. And even then, understanding of raw technology, just like raw mechanical technology, is completely lost for the most part. Because knowledge as a whole is completely lost. So people look instead of just like, how do I fix this mechanically? They go to a... P- they just assume machine spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's where Forge World starts to... The mechanic comes, comes from, but we'll get to that in another podcast. Yeah. Because this is the Emperor's time. He doesn't play second fiddle mm-hmm. to no one. Bides his time, and then when he decides, all right, time to get to work for real now. Now I can come out of the shadows in my golden, mm-hmm. glorious golden light, but I'm going to need some help. So I'm going to create these beings called these super, super soldiers that are technically human, but they're going to be vi- very much bioengineered, and I listen, it's a prototype. I'm working on something more. They'll burn out. They burn out very quickly. And not a single Thunder Warrior lived past the unification of Terra. Mm-hmm. He goes around to all the techno-barbarian tribes of Terra and unites them all, gives them the choice. Like, hey, I'm the way forward. I've got these big guys with their big guns. And I got more of them than you got. You join me, or I make sure that you are never remembered. You also forgot just a little piece about, about what started the unification, the yes. Dark Age of Technology. Yes. Which is uh, Skynet. 
humanity much, yeah. finally flipped the switch, and guess what? Machines all, aren't happy. Yeah, and all but glass the planet. The oceans went away, completely evaporated in nuclear fire. Yeah. And this this happened across a lot of the universe, which is also why where the Mechanicus sphere for AI comes from as well. Yes. They they stay away from it and they go to things like servitors, you right. know, where and they have set programmed limits. They can't think for themselves. They the, can only think as far as they're programmed to be able to think. They can carry out these commands and these tasks that are in their little data wafers. And that's it. I actually have a cool piece of a little bit of like fan fan theory and just idea. Part of the reason technology is so easily corrupted and like goes and starts killing a bunch of humans like uh-huh. Skynet did. Yeah. Was because if you look about, uh, if you look around, a lot of 40k is whenever something becomes sentient, it has a warp signature. Yes. So what happens when you have these machines that basically become sentient but have no physical body besides a machine? They're very easily corrupted by the warp. This is true. So you you look at all these machines that turn online, and then all the chaos got like all the demons and shit see them, and they're like, let's fuck around with that a little bit. Cool RC car. Yeah. Anyway, that's a theory. 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 Back to the Emperor. Back to the Emperor. The Unification Terra unites all Terra under his rule, his golden glorious rule, starts expanding outwards. Realizes that the first order of business, now he's got Terra and the moon, he's like, I need to make, I need to link up with Mars again. Links up with them in the guise of the human equivalent, human embodiment of the machine god, the Omnissiah. We'll get to that another podcast, because Mechanicum is a it, whole It other involves rabbit. a lot of dialogue. It is a whole other, ra- whole other rabbit hole. Does that, and he's like, all right, now, rest of the universe. Starting Thunder- with all those. Those Thunder Warriors won't do, though. I need, I need something a bit more stable than that, because they were just, eventually, their bioengineering would go haywire, and they just burn themselves out, just explode. Not, you know, boom, explode, but just melt down. Just meaty, like... Yeah, they just melt, because they're... Like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't know how the specifics of the details, but the Emperor then goes and decides, all right, well... I'm going to do some magic bullshit here and meld it with science. Creates the the pinnacle of human evolution. Basically, all the emperor's bioengineering is just skipping humanity forward a couple of iterations in terms of natural evolution by implanting with a bunch of organs and bioengineering, whatever. Basically, the different points at which humanity would evolve to if given enough time, and also if humanity hadn't bitch-slapped slap, itself several times in the pro- Which it, over, which over it does quite a bit. Right, but the Emperor doesn't have that kind of time, Jacob. No. He, he, he got kind of frustrated when Skynet came online. Yes, and he realized, well, I need these beings. And, I'm, and his original plan was to make whole legions of them. Mm-hmm. But in order to get to the point where he needed, the, you know, where he wanted them at, he had to make a couple of deals. Yeah. With some more entities. I'm like, listen, I need some stuff from you. I can offer you this stuff. Deal. Details of the deal, deals aren't really known. All that is known is that the warp entities, the chaos gods, are like, all right, you seem generally unlevel, and you also bring some very interesting things to the table in terms of negotiations. So sure, we'll give you the things we need, and then make, we'll trust and make good on your end. And the Emperor's like, cool. Now, the thing with the Emperor is, when he was a unifying terror and unifying humanity whole, is secular imperium. Abolishment yep. of all gods, rule of science and technology and reason. Which started to kill a lot of the, like, kill a bit of the chaos gods because... Yes. And that's where Nekaho em- comes in play. Emperor's deal was, hey, probably along the lines of, hey, I need some things from you, and humanity's on the rise. Whether you help me or not, you're on the way out. Give me these things, and yeah, I'll let you stick around in your own little corner. I won't abolish you completely. I won't destroy you completely. Mm-hmm. 
who knows if that actually was. But that's my theory, my own yeah. personal theory. Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, when you put it like that. And Nekaho kept annoying people by constantly showing up in corn or Zeech's like palace and hey do you want to do you want to talk about uh my uh, my personal favorite thing atheism yeah <laughs> hey guys this is again this is a theory i mean fan whatever nekaho the chaos god of atheism is is lore really yeah rogue trader days okay anyway emperor makes that deal chaos gods say yes starts working on his thing the chaos gods realize hey wait a second we've been had we've been duped well, we can't undo what he's done because we don't really have that kind of pull, but we can inconvenience him a bit. So they take all these 20 pods. And they drop kick to them around the universe. Punt them into this warp rift, scatter them. So so are the Primarchs scattered. The Emperor's like, well, <clears throat> that took a while. And a lot of stuff was damaged, but I can make half versions of that. So cometh the Space Marine Legions. Mm-hmm. I'll take DNA elements from all the different Primarchs and forge legions based off of that, off of, off of each of them. Does this, heads out into the stars, finds all his sons, here and there, some in better shape than others, some in much better shape than others, and some just are kind of there. So in random, like, oh, right, these are all technically aspects of me as a whole. Oh, Korax, I forgot about you. That part of me. Ugh. Then he gets the Nighthaunter, he's like, oh, oh, right, that, ugh. Then he gets rushed, he's like, hmm, not sure where that came from. <laughs> anyway, he reunites with all the Primarchs, gives them their legions, off into the conquest of the galaxy, he goes. However, he is a bit mum on the subject of the existence of the Chaos Gods. He tells the Primarchs a little bit, but doesn't tell them the full extent of what chaos is and the threat that it poses. He also makes it clear to them, like, listen, I know I'm hot shit and I'm awesome, Pops is awesome, but Pops ain't no god. Everyone's like, sure, right, because secular imperium, whatever. And Lorgar's just like, well, I mean, like, I like, like my fan, my fan fiction. Not talking about that, Jacob. We're talking, we got places to be with this. Lorgar's <laughs> like, well, hmm, that's, well, you say that, Pops, but look at everything you've done for the sake of humanity, look at all that you've achieved. How could a mere mortal man achieve this? Surely you must be divine. And Pops is just like, no, Lorgar, stop. Nope. Mm-mm. Lorgar's like, okay. Then he goes and writes a little pamphlet called Lectitio Divinitatis. Worship the, the imperial cult. Yep. The, the worship of the emperor. Passes around in secret. Takes a little bit of root. And Which th- became highly illegal really quickly. Re- oh, not even like became. It was highly illegal from the get-go. Which is why it's kind of leaked information, like a leaked document, and then it circulated because people were like, you know, it raises a lot of good points. And then further compounding that issue was that every planet the word bearer has conquered, they would then raise these just godlike deity shrines to the emperor of mankind and make sure that the populace all but worshipped the emperor in all, all but deed. You know, not officially worshipped, but basically they did without, you know, throwing any labels on it. Quick, quick, quick side question. Sure. Say the Imperium is doing a little bit of archaeology, uh-huh. digs up. Do do they keep the statues? Because they were made by Log- uh, like Logar and the Word Bearers. They're obviously chaos, but I it's have a okay. feeling that most of the planets that Logar conquered were specifically rooted out and just purged, just okay. to be sure. I, that'd be an interesting piece of lore. Like, you dig this up, it feels like it has chaos warp. Yes. But it's of the God Emperor. Yes. That, that would... Interesting piece of lore, yes. 
anyway, this goes on for a bit of time, and it also takes them a while to make, gain as much ground as the other legions. The emperor's getting a little impatient. He's like, listen, bud. Stop worshipping me, for one. Two, pick up the pace a bit. In order to prove a point, he goes to the planet Monarchia. What is Lorgas described as like this perfect city, this perfect center of, ver of uh, worshipping of the emperor. Ultramarines nuke the shit out of it. Turn it to ash. And then the Emperor summons the entirety of the Wordbearer's Legion there. Has them all make Planetfall and stand at parade attention ready. Then Lorgar comes down, escorted by two Ultramarines gunships with guns pointed at it. The Wordbearer is understandably a bit perturbed by this, because it is basically Lorgar's kind of a prisoner at this point. Comes down, sees what has become of his perfect city, and is understandably a little upset. Just a little bit salty. A little salty. He doesn't understand what what wanted destruction was needed, blah, blah, blah. Out, come, out of one of the gunships comes striding Robert Gilliman and Malkador the Sigilite, the Emperor's right-hand man, second in command only to the Emperor himself, has aegis even over the Primarchs to a certain extent. Lorgar's like, Pops can't even come himself. Like, what's this about? Like, why'd he send you? Well, when you're just getting uppity with them. And... Malkador's just like, listen, you've been told over and over, like, knock it the fuck off. Like, this worship of the Emperor needs to stop. It has to stop, Lorgar. This is not okay. He's like, I don't answer you in like, backhands or whatever. Malkador gets up and just looks at them and says, he won't listen to me. And Lorgar's like, ah, shit. Thunder, rumble, rumble. Suddenly, Pops is on the planet. First thing he says, well, Lorgar's just saying, oh, God, no, 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 no. Before he can get anything beyond that, Emperor commands the most commanding, says in the most commanding voice ever, Kneel. Doesn't wait for them to make a, make a choice about it. The entirety of the Word Bearers Legion, including Lorgar, on their knees. And that's an interesting thing about the God Emperor. When, is, when you're given a command, it's you don't in your nature it. to just do it. You just do. You cannot fight the urge. It is, it is the subconscious impulse. Anytime the Emperor says, jump you hit the stratosphere yeah it's it's just humanity like because he's the perfect pinnacle of like what all humans want he is the authority yeah it's you know absolute it as much as you know it doesn't even cross you even... get hungry and eat he mm. says kneel you you feel compelled to kneel yes but it is a bit humiliating for the word bearers. Yeah. They're a bit upset by this because they're kneeling in front of a thin line of ultramarines and Gilman, who's just sitting there crossing his arms, and he's got a look on his face. Which is just Robert Gilliman's look. Is the, it's well, permanently it's, stuck on his face. No, it's the, uh, Lorgar, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. With a slight bit of, of superior, A little bit. Just, yeah. a, a, just a teensy, teensy bit. bit. Teensy bit. Um, but what is actually later Lorgar realized wasn't smugness, it was... Gilman knowing that Lorgar was better than that, could be better than that, and that's why he was disappointed. It wasn't you know, you know, you know, not angry, just disappointed. And I'm better than you. It's like, no, you're better than you right now, Lorgar. You can yeah. be better than you. On on an interesting side note, it it seems to be a theme throughout the Horus Heresy. A lot of well, it, it seems like several of the factions that turned to chaos would be right at home in 40k. Look at Logar and the Word Bearers worshiping the Emperor. Look at the uh, Iron, uh, 
the Iron Warriors. They're the same way. They all turn to chaos, Jacob. They all turn to chaos, but the Iron Warriors would have been akin to the Death Corps Creed. The word bearers would have been... This is all 40k. Like, what do you mean right at home in 40k? You mean right at home in the Imperium? Yeah, like in the 41st That's millennia. where they started, Jacob. They turned for various reasons of their own. We can get to that in a different podcast. This is about the Emperor. But, but I mean, look, like, they would have been... Had they been 10,000 years in the future doing the exact same thing, no one would have batted an eye. Yes, it, but little, this is why they ended up yeah. the way they did, because Lorgar's just like, I want the truth, and Dad's like, you can't handle the truth! True. To which Lorgar says, I beg to differ, and goes and seeks it out anyway. Basically, what he's saying is, I want the truth about the real gods out there. And the Emperor's like, well, I'm not one of them. And Lorgar's like, yeah, you know what, you're not. A real god wouldn't act you so know what, fucking Dad? petty. You know, he wouldn't, you know, a real god wouldn't act so petty like you, you know, so unreasonable like you are. He would understand what I'm trying to do. And the Emperor's just like, listen, get back to work. We've got some things to do. You know, conquering the galaxy, you need to keep pace with your brothers. Kicking the towel in the balls. They hadn't come out yet. No, they, seriously, they, oh, hadn't, yeah, they, hadn't been, they weren't a thing anywhere. But I mean, thing. they were planning for it. Not even close. Not <laughs> even close, Jacob. Not even close. Lorgar does his thing, goes on a pilgrimage, finds the Chaos Guys. He's like, well, interesting. Okay, well, the Emperor just fucked off back to Terra, made Horus Warmaster. And now he's, in addition to not giving us the truth, denying his divinity, he's now abandoning us at the, like, like the turning point of the crusade. Like, we've just smashed the biggest conglomeration of orcs the galaxy has ever seen, the biggest orc empire ever. And we broke its back completely. Nothing can stand in our way now. Nothing can stop humanity now. And the Emperor leaves because he had some work to do. Like what? Can't tell you. Um, but you're leaving the front lines to go where? Tinker in the basement. Daddy's got some shit to do, boys. Yep. Better stay outside and play. Yes, and in fact, now I'm remembering, you know, the chaos guys were like, listen, the Emperor's deal was, we'll still travel through the warp, you know, still blah, blah, blah. The Emperor, they found out the Emperor was working on his own version of the webway. Yep. Completely isolated from the warp. Completely safe. Similar to the Eldar. It is. He, he took inspiration from the, from the Eldar. He wanted humanity's own version of that. He started working on it. Got very close. Horus got wounded. Started doing his thing. Started eh, getting swayed by word bearers. Magnus sees this. just like, that's fucked up. I better tell dad. Oh shit, I can't use my psychic powers. But I'm not gonna, you know... Send a astropathic communication. I'm not going to board the fastest ship that I've gotten haul ass back to Terra to tell him in person. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use my psychic shit. Astro protect myself. Punch through the webway into the human webway. Let a whole fuckload of demons in because I'm going through the warp and just gave them a back, basically back door. And then spring through the unfinished webway gate in the Imperial Palace, breaking a whole lot of irreplaceable, unfixable shit in Dad's workshop. And even then, I'm there. Dad. Emperor sees Magnus, and is understandably confused, upset, and disappointed. Like, dude. Magnus, I gave Magnus you one job, this. don't fuck up. Magnus sees up. this. He went all that way from Prospero to Terra, which, generally speaking, if you look at the maps, isn't that far. But still, point is, gets all the way there, doesn't even try to explain himself. Just sees us like, oh, I'm sorry, and then fucks back off. Doesn't be, be like, isn't like, hey, listen, I, listen, I, I know. I broke I know. all this shit, but I have a good reason. I have a very good reason. Horace, you know, your favorite, my brother Horace, you know, your number one fan, your number one favorite, you know, like, I understand, you know, dads don't have favorites, but you totally do, like, that's why he's one. Anyway, um, it, it, he's about to be not your favorite anymore. You might want to do something about that. No, he didn't do that. He's like, don't worry, dad, go scampering back off to Prospero. Prospero gets raffle stomped. Some it people, smelled good. Some people say that Horace changed the orders. No, no, no. We'll get that to different podcast. Mm. Horace already said what's happening. Emperor's still nowhere to be found. He's still back on Terra. He's on the throne. 
not just sitting on his ass though. He's there because it's pa- he's it gives him extra power to fight the massive war of de- against demons in the webway, along with custodians and sisters of silence set aside. That's what Pops is doing. Drop site massacre happens. Some people escape. Not many on the loyalist side. Korax is one of them. Rather than going home and healing after being on the run on the surface of Istvan 5 for 98 days straight, resupplying off the traitors that they killed, since takes him in his entirety of surviving Legion straight to Terra. He's like, I need to talk to Dad. Because that was fucked up. What the hell was Lorgar's people doing? Like, that was some definite not a starty shit. They had wings and claws and everything. What the hell? Dad needs to know about this. And also, the Emperor's children are getting weird too, but also eh, needs to know... They were always a little weird. They're just getting weirder. Also, Dad needs to know that, you know, hey, half the Legions we se- he sent with me to go deal with Horace's little supposed rebellion. Yeah, they're apparently all on his side. So cool, half the Space Marine Legions have turned traitor. Now, th- half of the still loyal ones have gotten utterly ruffle-stomped. Pops needs to know. So we go, and he's like, also, I need to rebuild my legion. Pops will know how to do that the quickest. I'm going to ask him for inform- for the mean- the technological information on how quick how he built the Space Marine Legion so quickly, because currently, production is a little on the slow side for planeting legion numbers. I need to do this kind of fast. It's going to go, Pops. Hey. Get the let- industrial printer running. Let's print yeah. some Space Marines. Yeah, let's get that 3D printer, flesh printer running. I need some, I need more men to keep fighting Horus. Gets there, met by Rogaldorn and Malkador. Like he's like, okay, cool, but like, where's 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 father? Dorn's like, he's busy. He's like, listen, you. Dorn, listen, this is you. not the time listen. to wall off information. Listen, you. Yes, look at me right now. I'm literally still caked in the blood and dust in black sands of Istvan. My wounds are still kind of open. I'm not even held together with duct tape. I'm held together out of force of habit. Where the fuck is Dad? And Dorn's like, uh, listen, I can't. In terms of Malkor, like, where's where's the Emperor? Malkor's like, I can't. And then suddenly, just bright light, Korax passes the fuck out. Sees White. Here's Pops. I'm like, what's going on, dude? Like, Heard you need to talk. He's like, yeah. Yeah, so, um, here's the thing. Explains it all. The Emperor's like, all right, here's the deal. I can't come give you this shit personally because I'm a little bit busy dealing with shit in the webway. Webway, listen, I'm busy. So, you're going to go to this place, look for this door, and it'll be through this little maze. You might have to fight the maze. Like stuff in it? No, just the maze itself. If you don't, the maze will eat, your, eat you and your legionnaires. Anyway, point is, what you need is in that very elaborate shed. Get it? But, buddy boy, don't let the traders get it. Because... They had one job. One job. Distant IML Ferris from within the ranks of the legion. Because Alpha Legionnaires were wearing, were wearing Raven Guard faces. And to an extent, sort of memories. The Alpha Legion are kind of dicks like that. Yeah. I think we still need to do an Alpha Legion podcast now that I think about it. Anyway, Emperor's like, cool. Oh yeah, and by the way, bring you're mostly healed. <laughs> Listen, walk it off. Like You're not actively bleeding anymore. Externally, internally, or otherwise. Walk it off. I made you stronger than that, bud. Very good. Does his thing, falls in the out, your hands. Wow, fuck. Fast forward, then some shit, a bunch of bullshit happened, a bunch of other bullshit happened, lots of things and people in Space Marines died, and then Horus is on Dad's doorstep. Fuck. Terra's under siege. Some of you might know the lore at this point. 
We're going to tell it anyway because it's a damn good story. Hell yeah. Shit's looking. I'll, I'll tell it from the uh, the human side and you tell it from the... Uh... I'll get the bigger picture you can talk to the humans. So, shit is hella grim on Terra. The traitors have breached the wall, several walls of the Imperial Palace. Karn, the eighth captain of the world leaders, is not the betrayer yet. Karn, eighth captain of the world leaders, leading the way pretty much the entire time. Uh, shit's grim. Dark. Real dark. It ain't looking like Pops is gonna win this one. Looks like Horus is about to kind of commit regicide. Which was his plan all along, yeah, I'll grant that. But then, weirdly enough, the shields around Horus' flagship, the Ventral Spirit, go down. Pops is just, and the Emperor says, hmm, well, that's weird, but we, it's either his old, bold confidence coming into play or something else is at mind. In any case, first, another Primarch beams aboard. Not, no, he says, Rolgo Dorn, Sanguinius, get some of your guys. We're going to go on a little field trip. Like, uh, Dad, they're kind of at the door. He's like, yeah, no, no, I understand. Tell them we already got one. We'll be right back. They teleport aboard Horus' flagship. Rolgo Dorn with some of his Terminators, Sanguinius, some of his Chosen, and the Emperor's Custodies. Problem is, they don't all land in the same place. They are all scattered. Sanguinius is closest to the bridge, then the Emps, and then Dorn way at the fucking back, slogging his way through a lot of shit. Also, Ventral Spirit, big ship. He's got a ways to go. Sanguinius makes it to the bridge first. That was an Emperor class, right? Yeah, it was probably the biggest flagship. Yeah, so like 10k. Get. Yeah. <laughs> Something. It was one of the biggest flagships the Space Marine Legion's ever fielded, or ever sailed, whatever. Sanguinius gets to the bridge, and he's like, dude, horse, this has gone on enough. Enough is enough. Whatever madness is overtaking you, snap out of it. I am begging. The horse is like, counteroffer. Join me, or I'll kill you. And Sanguinius is like, you can try, but I'm not joining you. And the horse is like, okay. They go to toe-to-toe for a while, but horse is now fueled by the powers of chaos. Back in the day when they were just Primarchs, horse and Sanguinius even, pretty much evenly matched. They could go toe-to-toe in the, in the dueling circle for a very long time, almost completely... Like, tit for tat. But now Horace has got some admitted hacks on his side. He, he was taking some, uh, some... Performance enhancers. Yeah, performance enhancers. Some eldritch, horrible hell-spawned performance just, enhancers. Just insert that warp dust straight into your... And then kick the shit out of the prettiest of the Primarchs. Suck it, Fulgrim. Kicks the shit out of Sanguinius. Kills him to death. Now, some conjecture on what sang- whether it's Sanguinius or someone else, get that in a second, made a little bit of a dent, a little bit of a rent, a tiny little one in Horus's armor. This, keep an eye on that, that might be important later. Emp shows up, sees Sanguinius dead on the floor, Horus standing over him, looking indifferent. Not even sad, just indifferent. Yeah. Just Still shame. in his, you know, emperor mm-hmm. state of... God yep. fucking damn it. Why are all you guys fucking up my glorious plan? Horace looking, you know, just Horace being in if you're like, well, I tried to warn, I tried to tell him, tried to get him on my side. But basically, this was his fault. At this point, Pops knows that Horace is no, is the Horace he created, Horace that he grew to love, ain't in there anymore. And he starts to battle. They go balls to the fucking wall. Like, there is not an 80s metal album cover that could possibly describe how fucking epic their duel is. 
But Vamps is holding back a little bit because he's still, even though like he's, he, he's he just seen. Loved, he's, horse is his favorite son. And even though he's just seen that the horse that once was ain't quite there anymore, Vamps is still holding out hope because after all, he is the embodiment of hope for humanity. He still has to have hope for his favorite son to come back to him. Yeah. Horus, Horus thinks that's fucking adorable. And, and kicks the holy shit out of the emperor. And the entire time, says, hey, you know, you, you know, I know the true way of the galaxy like that. And emperor, the entire time, every time he's just going on this monologue, all the emperor can say in reply is, you are deluded. You are delusional. You have no idea what you're talking about. Horus is like, I know more than you possibly ever did. And I'm just like, no, you're wrong. Horus pummels a bit more, kicking the holy shit out of the emperor. About to commit regicide, Pops is almost a goner. And then... So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna rewind a little bit. Yes. There's, there's this... Uh, Going back to the conjecture. Yeah. There's this Imperial Guardsman who's uh, kind of, you know, just had a long day. He's uh, just out of kit, you know, walking past on the... Uh, on, on fucking the, Flag, sh- the ship, the flagship. Um, and, uh, you know... Something happens, and he walks a little bit too close to the teleporter room, which is a little bit haywire today, which is why all the shit got scattered. And all of a sudden, he blinks, everything tastes a bit metallic, and he is somewhere he doesn't know where he is. Mm-hmm. He's kind of walking around. There's some spikes on the wall. Things, things Some chaos sigils. You which, know, interestingly enough, he recognizes, because it's not just any old guardsman. He's technically a perpetual in the service to the... We're, we're talking about actual canon here, and I... No, no, no. no. I, oh, great. We want... I, I, I cannot accept. I read, it's in the books, Jacob. I'm going off traditional lore. And, and this is more, this is more up to date. But anyway. You know, they, they ruined them because, so Orlanus Pius originally was a guardsman, nothing more. Yes. And that's part they of. They still keep part of that as he served in the guard and imperial Except he's a perpetual. Yes. So he actually fought, he's lived since Verdun. Yeah. He fought in Verdun. I don't... That It takes part of it away, and here's why. So, random guardsman, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. normal human. Mm-hmm. He wanders around Horse's ship, yeah. not really knowing where he is, but kind of feeling compelled to go that way. Right. And all of a sudden, he finds himself at the flagship. On, uh, the, bri- the, on the bridge. The bridge, sorry. And he he sees that... There's an you angel know, and the god dead on the floor. Yeah. And he sees the emperor, and he's like, oh, fuck. Need a hand there? And he says to himself, well, it always falls on the backs of guard to mm. do what these uh, these big men can't, <clears throat> and walks over to Horus. And in front of, you know, the Emperor, Horus is there kind of gloating, before giving his, you know, long speech before he kills the hero. Monologuing. Monologuing, yeah. And, you know, Elena's Pass steps in front of him and says, hey, fuck you. This is his... I renounce you, evil one. And Horace thinks that's adorable, not because it's a guardsman. His reply is, there is no evil, only and, indifference. And, you know, Elena's Pius just kind of gives him two middle fingers as he gets powered clawed from existence. Yes. Mulch. He, yeah. The Emperor sees Elena's Pius die and realizes that Horace is gone. Yep. Here's this brave defender of humanity standing up against, you know, a man who's a probably... A demigod. Yeah, a demigod, and tells him to fuck off and that he's going to hold the line. Mm-hmm. And... Horace is like, no, you're not. And then the emperor kills him with mind bullets. 
using the little Renton horse's armor that either Sanguinius or, Pi or Alonius Pius had made, it, there's still some conjecture about that in the current lore, Jacob. I personally, though, choose to believe that it was Sanguinius because it's Sanguinius. I will agree with you there because personally, I think... Ain't no guardsman strong enough to pierce Primarch armor, especially not when it's Terminator plate made by the Fabricator General of Mars, Kelbor Hall himself, specifically for horse to be the most impenetrable suit of Primarch-sized Terminator armor that ever existed or came out of the factories of Mars. Ain't no guardsman with, no matter how sharp his fucking bayonet is, piercing that shit. That isn't even my point. He just walked out there and gave Horus two middle fingers. I mean, both are excellent points, but the point is, it was Sanguinius <laughs> because it was Sanguinius. My, and Elenus Pius is a personal favorite of mine, and part of the reason I dislike the new lore is it takes away from the whole, like, Emperor saw Horus just Kill this, really, a hero. Because he's nothing more than just a basic random spud. human. Yeah. Just a random spud he who kind of got didn't lost. know how he got there. He just wandered his way into the bridge, saw, you know, a demigod die. The no, god a, a almost... a dead demigod. A, Sorry, a yeah. dead angel and a dying god. He's like, well, I got a duty here. Yeah. And my duty and is I'm to put myself in arms and put myself between this and hold the line. Hold the fucking line. Yeah. He did for about a, as long as it took him to say, I renounce you, evil one, and horse through an additional monologue that he'd improvise on the spot. Still one of my favorite, and this is a little bit of a break going to uh, Elena's uh, Pius, uh, uh, but uh, um, it's, it's, a, it's a slight poem. Yeah. Somewhere in the universe, a coin flip lands on its side. Somewhere in the universe, a drop of water saves a life. Somewhere in the universe, a pebble stops a landslide. Uh, Maybe it's because someone believed hard enough. Maybe because it's because everything's secretly right. Maybe it's because the universe is a vast place. Yesterday I was cold. Yesterday I was hungry. Yesterday I wanted to run away. Today I'm going to believe hard enough. Today a pebble will stop a landslide. Today I'm not going anywhere. Until he gets turned into chunky salsa by Horace Parklaw. But he did his job. Sure. The Emperor killed Horace. Die for the Emperor, die trying. Yeah. And this... gave, gave Horace, you know, it's either stalled Horace long enough for the Emperor to dig deep and realize, oh shit. Horus ain't there anymore. And then, um, you know, like, all right. So, kiddo, I was holding back. Now, Pop's giving you the full force. Either that. Bitch slaps him from existence. Or, is you know, is either that enough time. Do you ever like, oh, shit, Horus ain't there anymore? I was going somewhere with that. Or, you basically, stall Horus or just give time to Emperor, you know, harness what, left, what was left of his strength. Whether or not the Emperor needed, you know, the emotional get there or not. Is irrelevant. Emperor puts all of his psychic force into this that little Renton horse's armor, and just <laughs> split. Yeah, like hey, remember he, what he you, doesn't hey. even die. He just is erased, erased from existence. Just and the universe. Yeah. Uh, you know, the emperor's in the warp, and he just he's like, oh, there's horse's little light. <laughs> yeah. Um. For some, well, now horse is dead. Everything. Chaos, demony related on the surface terror just suddenly goes a little bit haywire. The word comes to the traitor side that the Warmaster is dead. No one else really knows what to do at that point, so everyone just piles back onto the ships and heads in any direction that isn't towards Terra. Because traitors are cowards. Yeah, <laughs> who would have known? Mm -hmm. Anyway, the, the Emperor is. Dorn gets there, finds dead Sanguinius, sad, dying Emperor. Oh shit. Grabs his uh, tools and a thousand both. laborers grabs and builds both. a stretcher. Grabs both Sanguinius and the Emperor, signals the teleport recall. 
gets them both back to Terra. Meanwhile, Malkador's sitting on the chair because someone needed to, and he is fried to holy shit because only the Emperor is supposed to sit on that. The only other person who could have was Magnus. In fact, it was kind of Magnus's job just to be a battery for the Emperor. Yeah. Uh, long play, but anyway. Magnus was never the favorite. He wasn't. He was very hard to like. He just fucked up so much. Overly analytical, not intuitive. He just dithered over things too much without actually doing anything. Yeah. Anyway, Malkador is fried to absolute. He's he's a crisp. They pull him off the throne, and he turns to dust. Stick the emperor on the throne. Emp says, "All right, here's the deal. That hurt, but uh, as long as you do, I don't know stuff." thousand souls into this chair you know there's a there's a hatch in the back you'll see it can't miss it, it. it's a mulcher it's a mulcher stuff psychic souls into there ten thousand a day should be about about a thousand they'd be enough pop's gonna be hungry for a while it'll keep me going just keep me going make sure someone watches my stuff yeah um someone steals try not sword. to let this try not to let this happen again all right i'm gonna rest up for real this time let you need takes his place back on the throne astronomicon is there for the next 10,000 years. Closes his eyes for just a moment. For just a moment. Just a moment. Technically never opens them again until they rot out of his face. Along with all the flesh. He turns into a desiccated husk of... He's just a skeleton on the throne. But his life essence is still in there. Not for the custodies lack of trying because... No, they tried. They, they tried. They it's tried. just hard when, you know, it's just kind of jerky. But yeah. the jerky's 10,000 years old, so it's just mm-hmm. kind of dust. Yeah. Yeah. They, they I mean, tried. Look, look at the Egyptian mummies today. They haven't held up particularly well, and they haven't had the souls of, ten, of a thousand psychers today keeping them, yeah. keeping them fresh. That's a hell of a morning breakfast. Yeah. Is it 10,000 over the course of the day, or do they just kind of like... Uh, I don't know. One big batch. I just back a dump truck up and just... Beep, beep. I don't know. They never really go into the details of that. That's, that's a pretty hefty industrial grinder. Yeah, they keep the emperor... I'm pretty sure it had to rev up. It probably wasn't 10,000 all at once. Yeah. But it's 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 like a bad, like, fucking addiction. You just kind of got to get it a little bit more. Yep. Emperor keeps the Astronomicon lit. and Which is humanity's really only way through the warp safely. Yep, because then the rest of his psychic essence is then spent either both lighting the Astronomicon and continuing the war in the webway. It has never ended. Yeah. It has never ended. Nope. Because if they, can also, breach, if they can break, if the demons and all the chaos can break through the Webway Gate inside the Imperial Palace, checkmate. And also, you know, the Emperor's also occasionally giving a couple cryptic messages to some psychers. Never particularly clear either. Never. And never with anything, any sort of, like, anything resembling official credentials. It's just, Emperor, talk to me in a vision dream thing. Like, okay, 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 calm really, down. Really, they go into the warp, and there's just a magic eight ball. Yeah. And they're just kind of shaking it. They don't so much shake it, because, you know, they don't go seeking out messages for the Emperor. No. The, the eight ball gets winged at their head, and... Yeah. Know. So, you know... Ch- Again, the lacking Emperor, any sort of official credentials to give them... For whatever reason of... or another, Zinch has made a fuck ton of these magic eight balls in the fucking warp... So the Emperor just takes them and chucks them. Yeah, why not? That's canon. Sure. <laughs> why we, not? We have to make this canon. I invoke Newton's Slinging Laser Sword. There is not enough evidence supporting or against it. Either way, so it cannot be, if, since it cannot be disproven, it has to be true. Yeah. Come at me, GW lore writers. Please don't. Please don't. You, no, you've got not a lot. Not you, the cease and desist cruise missile. Yeah. Uh, anyway. 
I still reject the Alanis Pius lore because it is cooler the other way. Reject it all you want. It's been published by Lack Library a lot at this point. Okay. Or any of the new Star Wars movie canon. It's open to debate, Jacob. It's open to debate. Anyway, anyway, Emperor. If, if emperor. you ignore the new Wolfen, if you ignore the new Wolfen, I, I don't will... ignore them. I'm just upset about them. I never said I ignore them. In fact, are I've they made canon, it, I've, I, No, I've made it very clear that I don't ignore them. Or are they canon, though? Do you, do you think the Wolfen in 40K look like them? Um, it's not up to me what's canon or not. I just have to absorb what, what is written. Whatever can- way you believe it absorb- is canon. Uh, I believe that what is written is canon. I'm just upset about it. I, I mean, I'm just going to sit here and plug my ears and... Go, la, 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 la. Yeah, with, mm. the little, with a couple fuck Matthew Wards in that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. M sits on the throne for another 10,000 years, occasionally dousing out miracles, because, funnily enough, after the lactation of Divantanus was outlawed and after Lorgar got bitched by the Emperor, it still took root. But then once Lorgar renounced the Emperor... He kind of went out of the way to squash it whenever he could, but it was too late. He had gone through all of the expeditionary yep. fleets. So, oops. Because Dang. it eventually kind of spiraled out, became bigger than what it ever initially started as, and became the Imperial Creed, the official religion of the Imperium. The, the Imperial official, Cult. The Imperial Cult. Sorry. Imperial Cult. The official faith of the Imperium. God. The Emperor is a god. The yeah. god emperor of which, mankind. Which the High Lords of Terra had a problem with for quite a long time because they found this power that was starting to outrival them yes which and then Gilliman's just like listen we already had the one civil war when my brother did the thing we're only just now recovering from that we don't need 12 would-be tyrants taking a run for his little claim so here's the deal it's not up to you whether or not you accept this you're fired all 12 of you as well as the people who step in line after you, and the people who step in line after that, and the ones after that. Just to make sure that your in- sphere of influence is completely gone. Get out. As soon as someone said, but, built their fire. For emphasis. Next 12, removed. Stepped up. Gillen's like, alright, any of you have a problem with the Emperor as a god and the Imperial cult? No, my lord. Good answer. You're smart. I like you. Keep it that way. I don't want to have to bring my legion, sorry, my chapter, and all my successor chapters. Basically, what was at one point my full legion, now just in a variety of colors, back to Terra to have to sort this out. They did put one stipulation on the Imperial cult, though. Sure. No man-at-arms. That's right. No. Which is where the Adeptus Sororitas come from. Yes. The rise no man-at-arms. Yep. They're they follow the letter. the letter of the law. Not the spirit, ironically. <laughs> that, that's a fun... It is a completely whole other whole... topic, and I'm pretty sure we might have covered it at some point. We can go back and check later. But it's it's still just a fun little yes. piece of canon. That's for another you know, few thousand years. And shit's getting a little bit hairy for the 13th time around the Eye of Terror. Abaddon's pushing out in this 13th Black, Black Crusade. And, and Gilliman, who had been since wounded at that point and been enthroned on in stasis on his own little throne for almost as long as the Emperor, gets up. And he's mad. He's real mad, because he looks around, sees what the Imperium has, quite honestly, uh, devolved into, decayed into. And he's fucking mad. Because when he went to sleep, it went, wasn't even close to that. Yeah, things were changing, but, like, 
It was still yeah, like the God it was, Emperor was a god, but I it was still looking like the Imperium might recover. Nope, stagnated, decayed. Yeah. Gilliman's mad. It's not also, bad for the Inquisitor. And also, Cipher's there for some reason. Anyway, they go to Terra. Gilliman demands an audience with his father. You know, Dan demands to be left into the Emperor's throne room, like no one has been f since the Sister Battle War reformed. After that, the Imperial, the throne room was sealed. Gilman was the only person to set foot in there after the founders of the Sisters of Battle, because originally the brighter, the daughters of the Emperor then became Sisters of Battle. Yep. No one had been in there since, except for the Cathodes, and they were kind of mum on the subject of what was going on in there. Mm -hmm. Gilman goes in, along with Cypher for some reason. Um, Astronomicon, guiding light of the Emperor through the warp that all ships navigate by. Goes out for a second. Blinks. Blinks. It's, it's like when your router goes out during a really important ranked game. Yeah. Um, this is understandably cause for a little bit of concern. Considering, you know, a lot of ships just got lost. Yep. A lot of ships got lost. A lot of shit just went down. Fan comes back on. But it's dimmer. A lot dimmer. A lot, lot dimmer than it ever was. Gilliman comes out and he's like, all right. Your crusade. I'm in charge. Anyone uh, got a problem with that? No one was like, so what happened? Throne room sealed. No one's to go in there anymore. Not even you, Custodes. Get into the war. So, uh, Robert Gilliman... He straight up iced the Emperor, I'm pretty yep. sure. Yep. 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 So, uh, he, he killed the Emperor, and as, as, as a member of the Inquisition, I am a moderate bit concerned. Yes, the appropriate reaction there is, so let me get this straight. You just went in there. The Astronomicon turned off for a second, and they came back on. It was a lot dimmer. Um, now the throne, throne, throne room is sealed. No one's allowed in there. Um, hey, where is that dude, who, that little space brain dude who went in there with you? What happened to him? Throne room sealed. Cypher didn't come back out. Pretty sure, because Cypher's got a little bit of, like, know-how, whatever. And he's been around a long-ass time. Mm -hmm. He's been around since the Dark Angels Legion. He's one of the Fallen, one of the first Fallen. My theory is, Gilliman killed Pops. Cypher's like, what the hell was that? And then Gilliman pushed him out of the throne. <laughs> Your problem now. New battery. Ha <laughs> ha! Battery swap. Sucker. Battery swap. Oh yeah, by the way, I'll be taking that sword. He comes walking, He comes out of the throne room carrying the Emperor's sword. Yep. Not any weapons that Gilliman went in with. He comes out carrying the Emperor's own sword. He's like, I'm in charge now. New crusade. We got some things to do. I was like, um... Run that by me again. I said, I'm in charge now. Throne room sealed. We got things to do. New crusade. I didn't stutter. I'm a Primarch. I don't stutter. Interesting note on perpetuals. Yes. The I'm glad you brought this up because we'll get yeah. there. So the, the emperors are perpetual. Yes. The thing about perpetuals, the method and the way they died determines how long it takes them to respawn. Asterisk. Asterisk. Vulcan could respawn pretty quick. Yeah. Because Curse threw him into the reactor but, of the ship. But, you know, you've been kind of rotting and decaying on a golden throne for 10,000 10, years. years. It might be a little while. Yeah, there's going to be a bit of a delay on that respawn. A lot of a delay on that respawn. So, Emperor's Perpetual, he'll come back. I am sure of it. That'd be a very bold move if GW did not bring him back. But they just declared, nope, Empress is perma-dead. Because... Due date, there's only been a couple of figures who have remained perma-dead in terms of... Horus. Yes, Horus, Sanguinius. 
Um, Kurz is perma-dead. Um, can neither confirm nor deny whether Alpharis slash Elmogon are dead, but it's, they're presumed dead. They haven't raised themselves out anytime soon. Of course, that's what people would want. To believe. That's what they want people to believe is that they're both dead. Whatever. Long play. They're dumb. They're not dumb. They're just, they're needlessly convoluted and complicated. Anyway. Um, Horus, Serenius, Kurz, and Ferris Manus. Ferris Manus was the first to get instigated by Fulgrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took his head as a trophy. Oops. But as far as within the uh, Imperial, it's called Imperial Bloodline. Mm-hmm. People do stay perma-dead. They're just not... There's not many of them that stay the, perma-dead. The reason being is a because... A lot of them are missing. It takes a lot of energy to just erase them from the warp. Because yeah. if something's alive in the warp, it's technically possible to be brought back. Right. Look at St. Celestine or, sure. you know, stuff like that. Sure, sure. But did the Emperor just straight up said, right-click, delete on Horus, and... You and know. then emptied the recycle bin just for good measure. Yeah. Um, but even then, not all Primarchs are Perpetuals. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. It's like, the mm-hmm. only other Primarch... The only Primarch that was a Perpetual is a Perpetual, say is, is Vulcan. Because that was his aspect of the Emperor. He's a very, very caring and protective and empathic towards mankind. Mm-hmm. And also that nifty little respawn yep. ability. No one else had that. Just Vulcan and the Imps. Vulcan's been gone for a while. Um, green stuff hit him. Rather, he hit, he hugged, he bear hugs a orc reactor, and then things went green. Um, we actually did a podcast on that, the War of the Beast podcast. If you guys want to go back and look at it, it's very. That was a long one. I that, I learned a lot of stuff in that one that I uh, I didn't realize it happened. Like the Imperial Fist as a legion, as a sorry a chapter. They went extinct. To a man. But they, their successor chapter realized um, that'd be a pretty significant blow to humanity for one of the first founding chapters to have gone bye-bye. So, hey, um, ten squads from our successors, you're going to wear this new color armor, and we're going to pretend like none of this ever You're going to have a lot of fancy mustaches, yep. and you're going to need a lot of tools and laborers. And we're going to pretend like none of this ever happened. What about all those bodies? What bodies? Shh. What bodies? Anyway. Amps is is not dead, respawning. He he needs not to perma dead. He needs to grab the pieces of him from the warp that are kind of yeah kind of drifted apart yeah and uh, put himself back together. He needs to find a another another person to uh, pull out of their respawn spot and just kind of kick it. Yeah, I don't even know if that's the way they'd go about it, but he just it's all conjecture at this point how the emperor can come back because that's not how Vulcan needed to. In terms of perpetuality, um, presumably the Emperor's past that point as well, of needing to just be naturally birthed. Mm-hmm. Is, I, I think that was maybe just the first time. I don't yeah. actually... Do we know how perpetuals come back? Do they just appear? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I think there's not a whole lot of lore on it, unfortunately. And if it is, it ain't consistent. Um, the way that Vulcan does it is unless, unless his physical form is completely atomized or whatever, um, yeah, he'll be a dead, crumpled corpse on the ground for, and he's back. Yeah. Like uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Um, maybe, I don't think that's how the Imps will be doing it, unless that's the reason the whole economic hunt went dim, is because Gillen had to basically unplug him and plug him, him back, back in. in. Yeah, just wait for, all right, flatline, three, four, plug him back in. 
Ma- ma- so here- it's weak. So it's not as bright because, you know, he's pulling himself back together rather than that everything is still being there but it's still scattered. Here's what I think happened. Your your original point is still true. Ems is dead. Uh, he he threw his, uh, his little friend into the throne Stuffed and just kind of grabbed the emperor and threw him on the ground. He's like, okay, you'll, you'll regenerate eventually. Hey, Cypher. Yeah. Chill here. Keep an eye on this. Well, you're not giving me much of a choice, are you, my lord? Like, no, no, I'm not. I'm just telling you what you're, what you're about this to do. This is a primar. A this, isn't, this, isn't, this isn't a suggestion. This, I'm just telling you what your future entails. Uh, don't fuck it up because I'll, I'll come back if you do. I got dad's sword, all right? Anyway, that's the imps in a nutshell. There's yeah. there's more to it. There is there's a lot, but of it's all at this point kind there. of conflicting lore at this point. Like there's not a whole lot of consistency. That might actually kind of be the point that there's. I mean, we don't know a lot about the emperor until he rose up to lead the techno barbarians. Yep. Because everything before that, he was just kind of sitting around and being, you know, the watcher of humanity in the dark. Yep. It's yep. actually um a, some lore with like originally like apparently. From what they've hinted at, like, with the first couple thousand years the Emperor was alive, he's kind of a dick, raising yeah. armies and killing people. Just because he can. You know, edgy teenager fades. High curves. And, uh, who knows? Yeah. Again, a lot of conflicting lore, but I think that's kind of the point, is that we don't know what tr- what is true and what isn't. What's, mm-hmm. what, you know, what's true and what's, say, um, overblown hyperbole or whatever yeah. about the Emperor's background lore mythology or whatever, because if... If we knew... If we were meant to know the Emperor's full life story... He would have wrote it out for us. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the thing, too, with just the Emperor is... He's the leader of humanity. Mm. That's that's that. Yep. There I, is one being in the galaxy who does know the Emperor's true name. It's gonna piss you off, though. Who? Eldrod Othwan. An Eldar. Because of fucking course. Of course. Because the Emperor was sort of buddy-buddy with him... I guess more than sort of if he told him, like, hey, by the way, my name is. I bet he got him drunk and he's like, okay, okay, okay. Listen, if you tell me how to build the webway, I'll tell you my name. Okay. You know, again, just. That's a good bargain. Again, just theory. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't surprise me if that was the whole thing. (laughs) Like, you know, like, I'll, listen, all right. I can teach you how to build a webway, but you understand that it's, uh, that is real powerful technology and you humans, um. You're kind of dicks. You're very volatile and. I don't know if you guys noticed, you've been killing the shit out of my kind for a while, so, um, here's the deal. I'll teach you how to build that webway, but I need to know your true name just in case you get a little out of hand, buddy boy. I'm just like, all right, square deal. Because <laughs> I think the em- if that was it, the Emperor's reasoning would be like, all right, I'll tell you my actual true name in case, quote-unquote, we get out of hand. Because at the end of the day, whether we kill you or not, you guys are going to wither away and fade off into dust in your own You already time. fucked yourselves over, boy. Yeah, you guys are dying anyway. We're just helping you along, all right? We're trying to do the merciful. We're just trying to do, put you out of your misery. But you know what? If just... you want to go about it that way, sure. All right. Here's my name. <laughs> there are some you call me. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. Funny enough, though, on, on the last topic, just kind of what the God Emperor is, because a lot of people get confused and... For new people getting into yes, lore, yes, yes. a lot of people think of the universe in terms of good or bad. You, you, need, to, you need to leave that kind of mindset at the door. Yeah, because there is no good and bad in 40k. There's order and there's chaos. And destruction. Just raw, yeah. unbridled destruction just for the sake of it. The 
The Emperor is order. He is what... I mean, if you're a human and you want to be a loyalist, you can't say, well, I kind of like the Emperor. No, it's... If you're a human, the Emperor is the best thing for humanity. He wants what is human. He wants to conquer. He wants to expand to the edges of the universe. He wants humanity to rule the galaxy as is his... In his opinion, humanity is perceived... Is humanity's birthright. Yeah. To and then, hold indomitable, unchallenged, unchecked, indisputable sway over all the ca- all the planets and the stars. And that's the thing, is when you look at it from order and chaos, there is good and bad for order, and there's good and bad for chaos. I want to sure. say order is building and, you know, chaos is destruction. You the, were getting to, to a, a point. There's a lot of subtle nuances here. Yeah. Well, this could be a po- topic for a whole different podcast, mm-hmm. but anyway, we'll touch on it now just because it is, yeah. an, it is an important thing. There is no good and evil in the 41st millennium. There is just... Because, I mean, you look at, like, the Inquisitors who will kill 10 billion people. They'll nuke a planet just to make sure that a single demon doesn't escape, or they'll nuke a planet just because one person managed... One person mentioned in passing that they that they have, that they have heard of a space marine chapter called the Grey Knights. Yeah. The, Grey Knights aren't known, aren't public knowledge. And, they're and not allowed to be public knowledge. And you'd think they're evil, and yeah, you're kind of correct. But yeah. they're ordered evil. They're, Lawful evil. Yeah. And it, it kind of sounds a little subtle bit weird. Nuance. It's a subtle nuance. It, but for all of 40K's bombastic over-the-topness, in terms of morality, surprising amount of subtle nuance. Yeah. Like... Because, I mean, even if you look let's, at, like... Let's be real about it here. Ain't none of it good. There's nothing good. Yeah. Morally speaking, about anything that goes on on the Imperium side, the Imperium is not the good guys. They're just the humans. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. Humans ain't good people. Ain't good. And that's... Actually, that's, again, a whole other philosophical from a lore debate. side, I kind of like that. It it doesn't paint humans as, like, the pinnacle of good or the These pinnacle... paragons of all that is good and just in the universe. No, no they're... They paint themselves as that. <laughs> they're not. They're... Oh. Boy, they are not. They're the paragons of what it is to be human, which is, yeah, sometimes we're dicks, but sometimes we build cool things. Because we can. Yeah. The Emperor is what is literally the paragon of humanity. He's he's, he's humanity kind of concentrated into one thing. The idealism of the human spirit manifested with all these subtle nuances and flaws thereof. Which is why the Emperor can kind of be a dick. Or... While still... Believing down to his core that he is doing what is good. Yep. It's just everyone else who doesn't want to be subjugated that are the dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Subtle nuance there. Yeah. But the point is, he's doing what's good and best for humanity. Not everyone else. Yeah. Which, you know, as Again. a guard player and an Inquisition player, that's why, you know, I have no problem following the Emperor. He wants what's good for me. Fuck all those other guys. Yeah. Those guys have been eating my men for like 12 years. <laughs> yeah. And then even on, like, Chaos's side, you do see, like, yeah, the Plague God and, you know, destruction. But, I mean, Zinch has the Demon of Life where, you know, when he walks, fucking fields of flowers and life grows up behind him. Because Chaos, you know, as much as they destroy, they also need things living to destroy it. Yes, now that's kind of the whole, one of the reasons that the Horus ended up happening, mm-hmm. um, rather, is why the Alpha Legion ended up turning and siding with Horus. Because the Cabal approached them and said, hey, so... Here's what's going on in the rest of the galaxy. You can't do shit about it. That's not your, that's not why we're approaching you. Oh, by the way, hi, we're a bunch of Xenos. Get over it. Um, Horse is going to turn to what's called chaos. I know you guys, in all of your little espionage things, understand more about chaos than the rest of the Space Green Legions. That's why we're approaching you. We need you to side with Horus. And Alpharis slash Elmanon are like, 
fucking why? That sounds like a terrible idea. Did you see the how corrupted they get? Yeah, and he's like, why the hell would we? Unironically, hell, like why, why, why would we ever side with Horus as a traitor? And, and more importantly, chaos. Fulgrim. Not even that. Like, why would we ever back a traitor and allow chaos to win? And the Cabal's like, because if Horus wins, humanity will come to worship chaos full, full bore, and will burn itself out. Humanity is the driving force behind why chaos is allowed to continue to exist. It feeds off specifically humanity. That is their main bread and butter, ha-ha. Because we're the most plentiful species. Currently speaking. And without humanity, the chaos gods will dwindle and dwindle. And eventually, if not die, hold no power over the universe. The, warp, the gates of the warp will slam shut forever if Horus wins. This is not what is best for humanity. This is what is best for the galaxy. You must side with Horus. You must ensure that Horus wins for all that is good for the galaxy. You, Alpharius, oh my god, I know will understand this better than any of your brothers. Good of the galaxy, not of humanity. Alpharius is like, stole a traitor. He's like, yeah, and ultimately that's why Emperor sent us out to conquer the galaxy. He wants what's best for the galaxy. And he thinks what's best for the galaxy is human. Is, you know. Is humanity ruling it. But if what's best for the galaxy is that humanity is to die and, it, and become extinct so that the chaos gods can hold no more sway, then that is for the Emperor. In fact, when, they go, when the Alpha Legion turn traitor and start mulching their Imperial Armory counterparts, Alpharius gets to the Imperial Guard commander. He's like, why are you, you know, why have you betrayed us? Why are you doing this? Alpharius looks down and says, for the Emperor. End of book. Yeah! Yeah! What a fucking end of that book. But anyway, that's not, it's a little bit about the Emperor, but again. <laughs> Interesting. I, 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 my, it's my, uh, professional opinion that uh, he's probably a little bit wrong, but uh, yeah, I'm, I tend to agree. Well, I as mean, a, as a fellow loyalist, I'm. What, yeah. Why would you we're, listen we're... to an alien? That's that's some Xenos heresy right there. Mm -hmm. And to be fair to those of you listening, like, wait a second, they don't have a descending opinion. Yes, I understand we're sitting in an echo chamber. Did you just hear how many tangents we had to get through? I just hear Jacob through before we just we could get to the get all the meat of the subject. If we had Herrick here, we would have been here all day. Very true. It would have been another three-hour podcast. No. <laughs> God. There's only one person who is not allowed, who can get away with that. And even then, uh, probably not again. Um, I was hostage. Not so much because, like, it can't be done, but so much as I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, listen, I know that Austin is listening. But listen, Austin, if you're listening, I... I we, I'd do another three and a half hour podcast with you, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, anyway, um, anything else you can think about that pertains to the emperor, Jacob? That we would that feels not really. That would be on topic. Yeah, a lot of side stories, kind of conjecture into, here and there, and whether whether or not it's actually canon or not. Well, that and that, it just touches into some of the other topics we will be going about in the future, like how the emperor got a bunch of gear nerds to uh, side with humanity. Yes, that'll be a future podcast when we talk about the Mechanicum. Yeah. Though, speaking of future podcasts, uh, that is about it for this one. But, again, speaking of future podcasts, if you have requests for future Lore Council topics, feel free. In fact, we encourage you, we implore you, to head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com, and give us those requests slash suggestions, because we want to talk about what you guys want to hear. Even if it is coming in the form of heretical lore, like stuff about chaos. 
We have no problem talking about oh, that. Oh, the Inquisition will talk about it all day. They'll just kill you afterwards. <laughs> that would be extremely, <laughs> extremely ambitious of you, Jacob. Anyway, moving right along. While you're over there at our Facebook, don't forget to follow us. Again, if you've got, su- if you've got suggestions slash requests for a future lore council or future general nerd sense or you lose spruce topics, we also take suggestions for anything on our podcast series. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. Anyway, wherever you guys are listening to us, be it uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, don't forget to subscribe to us there. If you are not subscribed already, give us a rate if you wouldn't be, if you'd be so kind. But until next time, catch you later. For the Emperor, Jacob. For the Emperor!